Hey, it's a Saturday afternoon, February 4th, 3.52 p.m. Uh, it's episode 61 of Trevor's Pad the Podcast. This is a solo one. I know it's Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'll probably, I probably won't put this one up till Monday, but uh, I don't know why I always have to, I feel a need to fucking say this. Like, you, you, listening to this, you don't care. You don't care, but like, well, I'm recording this now, but I'm going to put it up Monday. Like, you're listening at, at home or wherever you're listening or walking your dog or jogging or at the gym or making love to your wife, okay? Like, because, you know, a lot of people, apparently, they like to listen to my podcast while making love. It really, uh... It gets them in the mood. I'm just saying what I've been told. <clears throat> but I don't know. I, I've i come to view this podcast, I guess, as uh, it's like my version of, I don't want to say going to confession, but I, I mean, you know, it's like this is my confession booth, like when I'm doing a solo episode. I mean, it's heard by about the same amount of people as somebody doing confession. One person, you know, so you are all the priest in the booth. Those of you listening to really beat this metaphor to death. I just, I don't know. I, you know, failure to launch all this fucking week, man. Like, I just, oh, I, I guess it is the time of year and just, you know, I do have a pre predisposition or predilection or whatever fucking word, you know, for uh, depression in general. But like, I, like it is, I can't get out of bed this week. Like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, I wake up. And I try to walk around for a couple, and then it's t like yesterday and uh, Thursday, like at one or two in the afternoon, just two or three hours after getting up, I got so tired. Like, am I accidentally drinking decaf? Tired, where I just slept all afternoon like a fucking house cat. I'm basically I'm living with the, aside from the exception of me going out to shows. Uh, I, I basically am living like a house cat right now. I sleep about 18 hours a day. I just, you know, I try to find a warm spot in the sun. <sighs> Licking myself and I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I I guess if you want like the old cliche hackneyed of, uh, you know, using stand-up as, as therapy. I mean, I guess podcasting would be the same thing. Like I have shows, to, I actually have two shows tonight and I don't want to do them so badly. But I've already made, I made a commitment. I'm not backing out. And one of them I'm getting paid. So I, I mean, I kind of have to go. But it's, I am in full-blown uh, agoraphobia mode right now. Like I didn't even leave the house yesterday. I mean, that had a lot to do with the fact that it was like 40 below. But then today I had to go out. Uh, just, I've run out of coffee and I thought, well, I you need to get, you know, and Diet Coke. So like I need to make a Diet Coke coffee run, like powdered, uh, co like a cap powdered, but you know, ground coffee for the coffee maker. Because uh, all the coffee shops in my trendy neighborhood, it's like they're all like $7 a coffee, right? You know, so. Yeah, okay, so I go in the grocery store, I buy, on a whim, I buy a six-pack of beer because I have I don't have any beer and I don't really drink much at home, but like, well, I should have some at least, right? And I bought, so I bought 12 cans of Diet Coke and six Boreal, like small cans of, it was like 26 bucks. Anyway, that's not what I want to do a podcast about to complain about that, but, uh. Oh, it's I just, I, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if, if, like, I feel like, I mean, I've got this podcast studio here and I'm going kind of mad. Uh, I mean, I might as well document it, right? Maybe I will feel better afterwards after I talk into this microphone, right? I don't know. 
And uh, also the noise upstairs is, uh, it's slowly driving me insane. I don't think I can live here anymore. So uh, if you actually, if you're listening to the last episode, um, I, I know I went, yeah, I guess I went through that, right? Where like, I basically have to decide if I'm going to be living here, even though I don't, it's like the lease goes till the end of June, which is like five months from now. I have to decide by the end of this month whether or not I'm leaving or staying. And I guess if I don't respond, it's assumed the default response is that I'm leaving. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because, yeah, like I said, I, uh, you know, I complain about this apartment a lot, but I'm trying to get used to it. And it's not without its charms. And it's, uh, it is, you know, relatively cheap. And I like the area a lot, but uh, I can't, like the noise of it's, and because it's so cold, I guess they're keeping the kid, like this fucking kid, like, I don't know. I guess it's a, they have to, you know, keep the, because it's so cold out, the kids can't go play outside. It's just, it, like, is it normal for like a, I, get, I don't have kids, right? But like, it because I, okay, like, I do know people that have kids and I've been around, like, I don't know, people I know who have like children that seem to be about the same age of this kid as this kid. And I don't, I don't, like this fucking scream, crying, cry, scream, scream, cry, all fucking day, man. Like, that's all I fucking hear. And then the stomp. But anyway, look, I, this is where I live. I got to deal with it. It's, you know, I've been living in Montreal for uh, nine months now, and every fucking day, I still have this weird kind of revelation, like, oh yeah, I live in, it still hasn't sunk in, like, I still don't feel like I live here, you know, and uh, shows I did on, like, Thursday night, I did did a French show Thursday night, it's the first French show I've done, really, I guess, since I moved here, that hasn't really, didn't go well, really, it was kind of, I mean, I don't know, do a podcast... You're not supposed to talk about your bombs, I guess, but, uh, I mean, it was a bomb. I mean, everyone else on the show pretty much bombed as well, except for, like, one or two people. So, I mean, there was, everyone up till that point before me bombed, pretty much. And then I went up, like, okay, well, let's see how this goes, and then I bombed, too. It was in Laval. It wasn't technically in Montreal, so, I mean, I guess I could say it wasn't a Montreal show, but uh, it just set me, and like, it's like the first sign of adversity. I go from, like, oh, you know, it's French comedy thing, I gotta make it work, I gotta, you know... And then the first bad show I have, I'm like ready to quit. I'm like, you're a fuck. Cause like it was, it was awful because I like, this has happened to me a couple times before in French shows where like when I do start to struggle, it's like I choke. I literally fucking choke and I get up there and I literally, it's like I forget how to fucking speak French. Like the first sign of adversity, I'm like, oh shit. And then I just stand up and I'm like, what do you want to say? What are you trying to say? And I'm trying to think, where am I going? What's my next joke? What am I supposed to? And like, there's nothing there. It's like I have aphasia. Is is that what Bruce Willis has? You know, where you're, uh, you just can't really, like, I've just, I've forgotten how to, and it's like five or 10 seconds where I'm just like, okay, what are you trying, you know? And then it feels like a minute, of course, right? And then it's humiliating because I'm already, like, I'm just, I'm like kind of fragile, okay? Like, I'm not fragile enough. I'm signing, I'm doing these shows. I mean, I, it's, confidence is a funny thing, but like the first sign of adversity, I just, I turn into a little, like a turtle, like, I just, I, I just wanted to fucking leave as soon as I was done. I didn't. I stayed, you know, till the end. But, like, cause I could just feel these vibes from the room. Because first off, okay, I know every French show I do right off the bat, there's people in the room that don't like me just because I'm English. Okay, I've accepted that. That's just how it goes, right? And, you know, there's probably this attitude, like, what the fuck is this guy even doing here trying to, like, 
intrude on on our thing, right? How dare he think he can actually, speak, you know? Because then I get struck, and it's like I can't even fucking speak French. And then comics will go up after me and make fun of me because of that. It's happened, like it happened on Thursday night, kind of. It's happened before too, actually. The show I did in Castleman where they put me on and then the guy went up at the end of the night who's like a radio DJ in uh, Gatineau. Um, you can figure out who it is if you know the friend, whatever. I don't know if it, whatever. And the guy goes up and like made fun of me and scored off me and, you know, like, ah, oh, this, you know, it's just like, okay, yep, you just keep making, so, you know, in a way it kind of like motivates me to like, fuck you, I'm going to figure this out. Like he said, I talk like Hitler. That was, that was funny. That was hilarious. And uh, it motivates me to get better. Or at least that's what it should do, right? Like, I'm in the worst combination of, like, I'm stubborn, okay? In the long haul, I'm stubborn. But, like, the slightest bit of adversity, and I just go into this, like, oh, fuck, I can't do this, I can't do... You know, it doesn't last. I'll get over it. But, my God, driving back home from Laval on Thursday night in a fucking blizzard, um, after bombing in, like, North Laval... I was like, what the fuck am I doing? It was really the peak of like, this is this entire week has been a what the fuck am I doing uh, kind of week, I guess, with my life in general. And that just really crystallized it more where I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, do I, you know, because I, I, it's like my confidence just even in speaking French is so fragile where I just, I, I just one instance where I'm like, uh, 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 you know, and. I just, I'm, it's like, I've, it's, I, I'm like, do fuck, do I, do I even speak French? Do I, what the fuck? Why, why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I even trying? But then the problem is like, I'm kind of all in right right now. I mean, if this French comedy thing doesn't work out for me, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> like I am, I, I, I don't know what, I mean, I mean, it, it could happen for me eventually, but when it's like, I, it's one of these weeks where you're taking inventory, right? Where like, you know, at Trevor, you're like, I'm almost 50. Uh, I know I fixate on my age too much and I talk about my age too much and I, I need to get over that. But like, I, the fact is I'm almost 50 years old. Um, I, I'm in debt. Like I not like, it's not nothing I can't get out of. I mean, I don't need to go into the details about it, but like all my life I've been someone like I'm naturally a cheap person. Like I'm a guy who always, I mean, I'm a worrier in general, right? And I worry about money. I'm always worrying about money, even when I had money. And I think I've told this story before back like 20 years ago, like when I was fresh out of school and I was working for the government and life was going all right, or at least so it seemed so. And uh, I remember the bank calling me saying like, you have too much money in the bank. Like you need to, like you should, you know, they're, it was, they're trying to sell me like on, you know, <clears throat> mutual funds or whatever, right? Like just trying to get me to buy their products. But like calling me to tell me, oh, you have so much money in the bank, you should do something with it. To where I am now, for all my life, I've been cheap and I've worried about money and I've tried to live pretty frugal lifestyle. But now it's like, I don't know if it's a post-COVID thing or something where like I still worry about money all the time, but I just, I keep going into a little more debt and a little more debt and a little more debt every month, you know, so I can like, keep this facade alive of like, well, I'm a full-time comic, which is true, but it's like also bringing me to the verge of financial ruin, you know, to live this fucking dream. I hate working that much that, I mean, I mean, there, you know, there, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, but when is it going to come? Like, cause I mean, if, you know, I, 
I don't know. I just, I guess because like the French shows were going well up until this one bad show where I was like, ah, you know, this is going to go well. It's just going to be, I just assume it's just going to be a straight line upwards, right? Like it's just going to be success after success and go well and do better and get, you know. But uh, the thing that just bothers me, it's the same way that, you know, the first show I did in Montreal after I moved here that I talked about where I bombed, I was talking about with Lawrence, Lawrence Korber on that episode where I did like the world's smallest on a Monday night right after moving here and I ate shit. And it was like all these people see me for the first time. They're like, this guy sucks, you know? And that's the same thing that happened to me, the show Laval Thursday night, where all these people watching me, they're like, well, this guy fucking blows and he can't even fucking speak French. I can feel it, you know, from the people in the room. They're like, how, what are you fucking doing? Why, you know, I don't know. And maybe this is just me projecting or just being the sensitive little fragile snowflake that I am. I don't know. But uh, I just don't know. I mean... It it sometimes it you know and stand up is like how it's you know it's who I am it's I'm a comedian right it's all I'm doing right now as I've mentioned wherever but there are nights where like I like tonight where I just I don't even want to do it I literally just want to sit in my couch and get high and just watch you know uh, Netflix or what or I don't know whatever whatever on on the internet you know uh, that's not good I guess it's that's depression though, right? Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, look, but see, it's a thing, right? Like, you know, if I were like listening to me, I'd be like, Trevor, like it's one bad show, man. It's one bad show. But I just, then I start spiraling, right? And I think like, well, you know, these clever little jokes that I'm doing, because, you know, people say, oh, your jokes are smart or your jokes, like this show I did Tuesday night in Laval, another show in Laval, this one was in English. Like I did, I did well, like I actually, I mean, it was a pretty hot room, everyone did well, I did well, um, you know, except at the very end, I decided to close with my uh, Blue Jays joke, if you know my act, you know, you've heard that joke before, where I talk about going to a Jays game by myself, and uh, it totally bombed, like, it was weird, it was a very strange, where I was actually doing really well, and then my very last joke, nothing, it was like, I don't know if the... It was a very short attention span crowd. I don't know if the setup was too long or anything. But anyway, I'm in the washroom afterwards at the end of the night. And this guy's like, oh, I, I like your set, you know. And it was like some guy was in the crowd. It's like, oh, thanks. And uh, he's like, yeah, your jokes are really, uh, you're, they're, they're smart. There's like, there's like, you weren't talking about sex or anything. I was like, thank you. I Thanks. I Yeah, I, I don't really talk about sex in my act very hardly ever have I, but uh, in either, I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to talk, but because even in French, there's a lot of sex jokes, right? I mean, in, in French comedy, I mean, I don't know, proportionally, if there's more or less than there, you'd find in an English show, but because like people have told me in French to like, you know, like, oh, people want to hear f- sex jokes and, you know, like, because I wonder if you know, it's one thing for my my clever little dumb jokes to like get laughs here in 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 Montreal in sophisticated uh, urbane Montreal, but like that's what I worry about. Like when I you know if and when I get to the point where I'm going on the road, you know, are people in uh, Thetford Mines or like Shukutami or uh, Val d'Or like are they gonna find me funny? I mean, aside from the fact that you know I've got my silly little accent. Are they actually going to find the content? I don't know. This is, this is just, this is the stuff I fucking lie in bed and worry about at night. Like, I, God, I wouldn't fucking wish my brain on anybody. I really wouldn't. I wish I could have a fucking brain transplant, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, nine months. It's like, if, if so, like, it's like a human gestation period. I've been living here and I have not, 
I don't feel fully birthed. I um, yeah, but I see because of the, uh, the, uh, God, I hope I plug this in correctly. Fuck. Now I'm like paranoid that I got the wrong. I didn't do a sound check. I always do a sound check and I didn't do a sound check this one. So now I'm kind of paranoid that uh, well, I'm paranoid about a lot of things. Um, Part of why, like tonight, the show, one of these shows, I'm doing two shows tonight, actually. One of the shows I'm doing, like it is going to, like I'm going to get some money for it, but it's like a room, it's like some gala. There's nobody else on the show. It's a comedian. I'm just coming up and doing 10 minutes in the middle of it all. There's going to be 300 people that, that just, I've, like, I've done shows like this before and I just, I know it's probably not going to go well. And it's like my ego can't take this right now. But, you know, that's, that is... Yeah, I like I have twenty five great shows in a row, and as soon as I have one bad one, it's like you suck at this. You're terrible. Why you're not even funny? You know, because like the even last weekend, um, the headline sets that I did. I mean, I hadn't really talked about them that much, I guess, because I haven't done a solo episode since then. So a week ago, when I was headlining in Ottawa, the shows went well. I felt good about all of them. I, you know, I delivered crowd laugh. They had a good time. You know, I did my time, but, uh, just headlining for me, the way my brain works, I can't, like, I can't follow a fucking script. Like I, when it comes to like, I write down what I want to do, or at least an approximation of what I want to do, but it never works out. And like, I go, I start going off like, okay, do this one. Oh, then I'll do this one. But like, I kind of, like, I just was mad at myself because I wasn't trying enough new stuff. And I was like, oh, you're just doing too much stuff from your album because I'm trying to turn over new material. Right. And, uh, you know, like I just, <sighs> I guess that's normal for us comedians, right? Like whatever, anyone in the kind of, you know, performance and you always fixate or you focus on what you're doing wrong. Even when it goes well, you're like, yes, but it could have been better. I don't know. I'm very, uh you know, impossible to please parent that way, I guess, except it's with myself. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, confidence just, it's, it's so, it's, it's a funny thing how it just comes and goes and, uh, you think you have it and then you just, all of you can be gone so quickly. Like the fact that I literally am like, do I speak French now? I don't know. I just did a French TikTok this afternoon. I'm like, God, am I even, Check me out on TikTok if you, if you want at Trevor W. If you, if you want, please. Yeah. But I no, I should. I was thinking of doing maybe instead of doing like two a week or one with a guest and one lot. Like I might actually, since I have time, right? Uh, I might start doing these every day or at least four a week or like. But maybe not, you know, forty five minutes every one. Like just do a fifteen twenty minute one every day. I don't know. I I'm, I'm still trying to figure this this out, right? But. uh yeah, we didn't, um, I didn't really talk about Sloan much. I don't know if it, I, like I said, I've talked to like younger people who are like, who is Sloan? But, uh, um, what I, I think I mentioned it on the Thursday on the preamble, how like I, you know, general admission shows are just, I think I'm too old for them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, cause like, there's also this kind of alpha male behavior I found where like other dudes will kind of like stand and they won't give up their space where you're just kind of standing there where I kind of have to like, you're like leaning at an awkward angle. Just, I don't know. I just, I don't like being that close to people for like that length of time. And then, uh, there was, there was actually during one song, there was like crowd surfing. They had one guy, they were passing around in the crowd and like, uh, you know, like, you know, crowd surfing. Right. But it was like during a slow song. So, 
And uh, I actually remember this from like 30 years ago or close to 30 years ago. This would have been like winter of 95, I think. I saw Sloan play at Porter Hall at Carleton University. And this was, uh, they used to have shows there all the time when I was younger. And this was after Twice Removed came out. The aforementioned Twice Removed. I mentioned that last episode, how it's a classic album. And they were, the band was really frustrated because... uh, the album didn't really do as well commercially. They they thought they were going to break out in the States and it didn't happen. So there was a lot of tension. Apparently they almost broke up. They came really close to breaking up. And now here they are 30 years later, still a band. But I saw that tension. I remember this. And I don't know if people in the band will remember this or not. I mean, I'm sure, you know. So like Chris Murphy and Patrick Pentland, the two like were like guitar or well, Chris Murphy's a bass player, a singer. But, you know, they everybody switches instruments in that band. So it's not really... Chris Murphy's usually a bass player slash kind of seen as the leader of the band because he's like the most, he's got the biggest personality. He's kind of like the goof, right? And uh, and Patrick Pentland's the sullen kind of like moody one. Guitar player, more of a rock and roll kind of, yeah. Anyway, they were openly fighting on stage because there was stage dive, like the, not stage diving, but there was crowd surfing. And then Patrick Pentland got all... Like uh, Ian MacKay from Fugazi, all like humorless, like, so somebody's going to get hurt, you know? Like, I'm kind of like, fucking mellow out, man. Like, just let people have a good time. Okay, yes, somebody could get hurt, but like people are taking care of the person. And it was some little wisp of a, the guy that they were passing around was about a hundred pounds. So it's not like he was some heavy, it wasn't, you know, so it's it's, let people have a little bit of fun, right? Because there's that whole like, Fugazi thing where like if they're stage diving or crowd surfing they'll literally just stop the song because somebody might get hurt it's a little bit like okay come on just let people have a little bit of fucking fun okay like yes there's a risk I guess because I remember back in 95 they started openly fighting on stage the two of them I think this is when the band was about to break up so like Patrick Pentland was like oh somebody's gonna get hurt because there were people stage like crowd surfing ever and then Chris Murphy was like, I'm going to dive off the stage, right? Like just openly defying him, right? Uh, but, you know, it shows you how things can work out, I guess, because it's like 20. That was like winter of 95, I think, or maybe. Yeah, it's probably. So we're talking like almost 30 years ago. I would have been like, I don't know, 19 or 20 then. Um, it, it shows you how, I guess, you should persevere if you want to take a really twisted uh, analogy or whatever, or, 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 like take any a twist. Uh, there's, a, I guess it's a stretch to like take that from what I've just talked about. But look, these guys almost broke up 28 years ago and they never did. And now they're still going strong and selling out clubs and uh Doing well for themselves. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is don't ever give up. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I just, I'm hoping I'll feel better after this. I don't know, like five minutes from now after I've stopped recording. But uh, I do need to, I guess, start getting ready to go out to do shows that I don't even want to do tonight. But like what, this is the life I long to have, I guess, you know, and now I'm just bitching about it. Maybe I'm just one of these people who, uh, you know, I'll just never actually be happy. I, that's, that's also a very distinct possibility. I just feel like no matter what situation I'm in, you know, uh, even if I had a lot of money, I'd probably still be bitching and moaning about something or other, right? I guess that's, just who I am and why I'm insufferable and uh, so hard to be around. 
anyway, this has been episode 61. Uh, thanks for listening. I will do this again maybe tomorrow. I don't know because I don't know when I'm putting this up, so I don't want to promise anything, but we'll see how it goes. There'll be another episode soon. Got to get that content out there. Content, content, content. And yeah, TikTok, if you understand French, or even if you don't, you want to hear me massacre the French language, at Trevor W. Thompson, at Twitter, at Trevor W. Thompson, at Instagram, at Trevor Thompson 75. I should have the same address for all those things. And uh, Trevor's Pad on Facebook and, uh, yeah, what else am I, I don't know, uh, Tumblr, no, I don't know, uh, Pinterest, Pinterest, is that still a thing? Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye.